Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm Rose James Madison, and this is a follow-up to the episode we just did a little bit ago. On some platforms, it was uploaded at 3. At other platforms, it was uploaded at 4. That being said, let's follow up with the collapse of FTX, the crypto Enron of sorts. Now, the last episode I did was more of a light introduction to this because this is an unfolding story as of this recording. And for the foreseeable future, there's going to be a lot of investigations, arrests. There's a, a, a lot to this story. And this is a major blow to both the Ukrainians, or more specifically, the shill uh, for NATO, known as Vladimir Zelensky, as well as the DNC in general. Let's get into the article over here at the Blaze Archived by no other than the one and only Tarl Warwick. Thanks, Sticks. And, uh, clank to you. Clap. <clears throat> Pardon me. Collapsed cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, had ties to Ukrainian government, World Economic Forum, WEF, and top Biden advisor by Paul Saka, November 12th. 2022 i do respect the fro here very uh, he looks like he's like the uh if uh brett and burt if uh brett and burt weinstein had a had a younger brother this guy moving on ftx had some eye-opening connections to powerful entities and individuals around the world before it all came crashing down the meteoric rise of FTX. FTX made waves in early, with early endorsements by NFL legend Tom Brady, supermodel Gazelle uh, Bunchen, and NBA superstar star Stephen Curry. FTX spent big money on Super Bowl commercials featuring Seinfeld creator David Larry. Quote, in 2021, FTX inked a reported $135 million 19-year-old deal with NBA Miami Heat to rename the American Airlines Arena as FTX Arena. Damn, this scam got far. Then again, you gotta remember, like, Edinburgh was big and commonplace everywhere. It had ads everywhere. It would be right there between, like, the Macy's ads and the big, and the, and, and the Kmart ads. You know? So, Edinburgh got to be this level, too. CNN reported, quote, another, another uh, uh, fraud, quote, Major League Baseball struck a five-year deal in 2021 to name FTX as its official cryptocurrency exchange, a partnership that includes putting FTX patches on Empire's uniforms. The extraordinary collapse of FTX. Then the FTX collapse happened. Within the span of just a few days, FTX so fa- uh, co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried, known in the industry as SBF, lost nearly all of his 16 billion fortune in what Bloomberg called quote one of history's greatest ever destructions of wealth. On Friday, the Bahamas-based FTX was forced to file for bankruptcy after 473 million of its funds were stolen. In a hack of the cryptocurrency exchange, customers rushed to withdraw their funds, but it was too late. It seems more and more likely like Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Fried over here was the culprit. 
Reuters reported that between one million and two, or sorry, one billion and two billion in customer funds vanished from FTX cryptocurrency exchange. The outlet also claimed that FTX secretly funneled ten billion in customer funds into his trading company, Al- <clears throat> Alameda. Alameda Research. The Daily Mail claimed that SBF's alleged girlfriend, Caroline Ellison ran the sister trading company. Mm, nepotism much? The New York Times noted, quote, despite ri- raising $2 billion, he remained the majority owner of the company. No investors joined FTS board of directors, which was made up of Mr. Bankman Fried, an FTX employee and a lawyer. Sam Bankman Fried gave gives millions to the Democratic Party. Before his cryptocurrency exchange collapsed, Bankman Fried was a major financier of the Democrat Party. MarketWatch, by the way, this matters, but not for the reason they might get. I don't think we're going to talk about why it actually matters. MarketWatch reported, quote, SBF contri- contributed more than $5 million to Joe Biden and groups supported him during his 2020 presidential campaign. He said he was motivated by Biden's generic stability <laughs> and decision making process. That's a that's a keck post, right? Bankman. Bankman Fried gave Democrats nearly thirty seven million in the twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two election cycles according to OpenSecrets.sbf or sorry, period. SBF was the second biggest individual donor to the Democrats only to be surpassed by one hundred twenty eight million from of course George Soros. In May, Bankman Fried said he expected to donate North of a hundred million to the Democrats in the 2024 presidential election, but vowed to have soft to have a soft ceiling of political spending of one billion if former President Donald Trump ran again. <laughs> Just appreciate what that indicates. That indicates that if Donald Trump ran ran again, this gentleman here, Mr. Friday, this con artist, this pup of Wall Street, if you will said, you know what, if Donald Trump runs for office, I'm not going to bother putting much money in. Or wait, but if we vowed stealing one billion before... Okay, sorry. Correction. My train of thought got a little twisted here. If Donald Trump ran for office, he was going to go from $100 million to $1 billion if Trump ran for office again. Meaning, Trump is such a threat to this guy, at least from this guy's perspective, that he needs to throw even more money at these elections and at these candidates to try and give them as much airtime as possible. Not to mention this guy ran different promotions to try and you know, crowdfund crypto and trade crypto for ballots, but that's a different story altogether. In May, Bankman Fried said he expected to donate north of $100 million to Democrats in 2024 presidential election, but vowed to have a soft ceiling, meaning he would go past if he needed to, of political spending of $1 billion if former President Donald Trump ran again. SBF goes to the White House. The 30-year-old billionaire was able to gain access to the top Biden advisor weeks before he offered vast political donations to the Democrats. The Washington Free Beacon reported that Bankman Fried met with top Biden advisor Steve Ricchetti on April 22nd and May 12th, according to the White House visitor logs. Gabe Bankman Fried, SBF's brother, who handles the billionaire's political operations, visited the White House on March 7th, according to the outlet. SBF largely funded the Democratic Party, our future PAC, and... (laughs) 
or sorry, our future pack that only launched in May 2022. SBF's brother said the pack was formed to, quote, stop the next pandemic. Uh-huh. In May, Gabe Bankman Fried said of the Protect Our Future pack, quote, this is a weird crypto play. I certainly have not been informed about this, about it. I want to stop the next pandemic. This is really one of my only, this is really my one and only goal here. I think over time people will realize that Bankman Fried's mother is also a major fundraiser for Democrats. <clears throat> Bankman Fried's mother, Barbara Fried, is a Stanford professor and has, quote, written extensively on questions of distributive justice, socialist garbage, in the areas of tax policy, property theory, well, taxes alone are socialist bullshit. Uh, at least when they're not voted in, people don't have a say, and it's represent it's taxation or representation. That's when you get to the real socialist side of things. Ah. Property theory and political theory. She is also the co-founder of the Mind the Gap Political Action Committee that was established in 2018 to help Democrats win the elections. Yeah, I turned down a, a charity promotion with them. Vox published a glowing article about, of course Vox did, about Mind the Gap in January 2020 entitled, quote, Inside the secretive Silicon Valley group that has funneled over 20 million to Democrats. It's such a sketchy sign title. Quote, What is also unusual is that Mind the Gap is led not by highly experienced political hands, but by academics with no professional backgrounds and fundraisers. The Vox article reads, quote, The group's leaders are a pair of Stanford law professors, Barbara Fried, who has no apparent campaign experience, and Paul Brest, ooh, the former president of the William and Flora Hewitt, Hewlett Foundation, Graham Gabib, a Stanford fellow who served... In the who served in junior roles for former President Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign, and his White House, and in his White House, is it executive? Sorry, Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign, and in his White House, is its executive director. As its executive director, there's something, there's a typo there or something. Vox notes, quote, backers include people like Facebook co-founder Dustin Makovitz, Makovitz, former Google CEO Eric Schmidt, San Francisco power broker Ron Conway, and a cotieri of major Democratic donors from across Silicon Valley, including fundraiser Amy Rowe. The FTX connection to the Ukrainian government and World Economic Forum. Curiously, the Ukrainian government launched a cryptocurrency donation website in March that was backed by FTX. CoinDesk reported in March, quote, aid for Ukraine, which has the bank the backing of the crypto exchange FTX stacking platforms, Everstake, and Ukraine's Kuma exchange. Or Kuna? Kuna? Yeah, Kuna Exchange. Will route, donation, crypt, donate crypto to the National Bank of Ukraine. Everstake's head of growth, Vlad Lotuta, Lakuta, told Coindesk, Ukraine's crypto-savvy Ministry of Digital Transformation is also involved. 
and ever take and ever stake. Yeah, ever stake. Press release stated, quote, Aid for Ukraine is cooperating with the cryptocurrency exchange FTX, which converts crypto funds received into fiat and sends the donations to the National Bank of Ukraine. Uh-huh. It finds its way back here, I guarantee it. This marks the first ever instance of cryptocurrency exchange directly cooperating with a public financial entity to provide a conduit for crypto donations. Earlier this month, FTX already converted $1 million worth of SOL, well, of shit out of luck tokens, and transferred it to the National Bank of Ukraine, end quote. Bankman Fried said at the time, quote, At the onset of the conflict in Ukraine, FTX felt the need to provide assistance in any way it could by working with the Ministry of Digital Transformation to set up payment rails and facilitate the conversation of crypto donations into fiat currency. We have given the National Bank of Ukraine the ability to deliver aid and resources to the people who need it most. We are grateful for the opportunity to work with Sergey, the Eversake team, as they continue to work tirelessly in helping Ukrainians as they suffer this conflict. The World Economic Forum, WEF, lists FTS as a partner. Sorry, I had a, a little bit of an issue here. Payment rails and facilitate the conversation of crypto donations into fiat currency. Oh, I already down here. The World Economic Forum, WEF, lists FTX as a partner and provides a link to exchange to the exchange's website. Did. Did. That's been taken down. Now, let's move on to the next article here from the Gateway Pundit. Oh, wait, again. That's from Blaze Media, article by Paul Saka. Article in the description below. Over here now, the Gateway Pundit for an article published yesterday at 6.25 p.m. Coincidence? Zelensky calls for peace just days after FTX is caught funneling millions of Ukrainian aid dollars to U.S. Democrats by Jim Hoft. TGP, or the Gateway Pundit, previously reported the now bankrupt FTX was transferring international funding to FTX and then laundering the money back from Ukraine to the Democrat Party, or the DNC. On Sunday, the Gateway Pundit posted an interview where Bankman Fried admitted that FTX was laundering money for the Ukrainian government. Right here. Sam Bankman Fried admits that FTX is a crypto laundromat for the Ukrainian government. Let's make the, sure the audio is up. The last time we talked... We were talking about philanthropy, and I know you set up, working with the Ukrainian <laughs> government, ways to use crypto to raise money for the government. I just wanted to ask you quickly, because obviously they've also changed the rules, concerns about sort of spillover effects and substitution away from their currency. Yep. How much money did you raise, and what do you think about this as you know, a tool for the government, but also the risks associated with it too? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that gets to the point that this can be a great thing for the world. I think. It can also be a really messy thing, um, but I, I, I think that that at its core, you know, we, we've we've seen uh, millions of dollars go through, um, you know, the systems we, we've given. I think something close to a million ourselves as well. 
uh, to support uh, you know humanitarian aid um, and, and direct it in Ukraine. And I you know I think when you think about what it would take to get uh, you know to get funds both to the the government there where we do have a relationship with the Ukrainian government um, for raising capital um, for them using cryptocurrencies um, that that runs through FTX. Um, you know, whether it's getting money to the government or whether it's getting money um, to individuals there in need, um, you know, there are literally tanks outside of the banks. And, 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 and this gets to, I think, one of the, you know, places where it can be really important to have a fully digital banking system um, and, uh, you know, fully digital, uh, you know, way of, of handling payments. And I think that's, you know, uh, and an international one, that, that's the core of what we've been, you know, helping to support in, in Ukraine. Yeah, I think it's a, a healthy Oof. conversation to be having away from some of the noise of digital assets and cryptocurrencies yep. themselves, that the work goes on beneath. Sam, great to chat to you. Come back soon, please, because um, I have a million more questions for you, but as always, no, not enough time. Great Will to do. Chat. Thank you. Sam Bagman-Fried there, the CEO of FTX. All right. Last time we Ooh, talked. Moving on. Bagman-Fried was the second largest donor for the Democrats this last election cycle, only behind mega-donor George Soros. Bagman Fried gave at least $38 million to $40 million to Democrats, leftist causes, PACs, and candidates, Fox News reported. Bagman Fried floated the idea of spending upwards of $1 billion in the 2024 election if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee. Seems like it might be. I think a lot of the... Uh, I think a lot of the DeSantis versus Trump thing is a, a media-driven gaslight and astroturf, but we will see. I've been meaning to do an up, up, an ups, uh, uh, an episode uh, going over why I'm pretty confident in it being a media-driven thing. I just haven't had the chance to actually do it. And honestly, things like this take more important prominence over some debunked narrative like Trump versus DeSantis. Besides, I don't really care who wins that, ultimately. The billions of dollars that the U.S. sent to Ukraine over the past two year, two decades needs need to be audited and investigated. Agreed. And just like that, on Monday, Ukrainian leader Vladimir Zelensky called for peace with Russia. And they'll get it too because Russia said they would come to the talking table multiple times. President Zelensky, Zelensky quote, We are ready for peace. Peace for our entire country. Uh, I don't know what this says, but it says Zelensky says that the Ukrainian side is ready for peace during a trip to Khorasan. Quote, we are ready for peace, peace for our entire country, Reuters quoted him saying. Yeah, get that cocaine nose all ready to go. Oh, okay, neat. Moving on. Uh, probably just a coincidence. It's time for peace. The Russian liberator of Khorasan marks the beginning of the end of the war with Russia and Ukraine. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said on a visit to the city, Ukraine is moving forward and ready for peace, he told soldiers. Yeah, well, here's the thing. This is just the last of a, a series of major blows of the Ukrainian war front. First, Elon Musk has given them free internet and all sorts of free aid and funding. Then, then they go and tell them to go get fucked because 
he proposed an idea to possibly negotiate for peace with Russia. Russia said, we'll come to the table. We'd love to have the conversation. Our one caveat is there's these handful of areas that have voted to be annexed by us, and they are not from negotiation. Other than that, we would love to talk about peace. And Zelensky responded with, any peace talk will be seen as pro-Kremlin rhetoric, and told Elon Musk to get fucked. So Elon Musk took space, uh, Starlink out of Ukraine. The internet, all that infrastructure got taken out. Biden and Zelensky had a major fight about two weeks ago in the White House, and Joe Biden cut a lot of funding to Ukraine suddenly. And now with this, I think the grift's coming to an end. Russia took over a large, large sloth of what used to be Ukrainian land and took right back into the Russian Federation. All measures, Zelensky's lost this war. But again, like I've said multiple times in this show, in a conflict between the two most corrupt countries to ever exist on this planet, the best you can hope for is a double knockout with as little casualties as possible. Nazis. Look at them. Looking real good. Man. Neat. Okay. Uh, the liberation of Kursen marks the beginning of the end of the war. With Russia, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said in a visit to the city, Ukraine is moving forward and ready for peace, he told the soldiers. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. But again, there's been a lot of hits to the DNC lately. And the midterms, again, I need to reiterate this because people act all doom and gloom about this shit. Just to remind you guys, the Republicans won the midterms. I don't, there is no argument here. I don't care what Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, Dave Smith, Luke Rakowski, We Are Change, anybody. I don't give a fuck. The numbers speak for themselves. 49 to 48 for the Senate. House. U.S. House of Representatives. 217 to 205 in counting. There's still plenty of areas... Dark red, there's more dark red than there are dark blue areas waiting to be counted. And that number is going to go way past 218 for the majority. We're going to be there before the end of the fucking day. Going forward, going forward right here, 25 to 24, and we're still waiting for Alaska to be called. I'm just saying, we actually, there's a lot of doom and gloom here, but the Republicans, by all measures, won the midterms. It just wasn't the red wave, bloodbath, elevator doors and the shining opening that people expected to happen. And there will be investigations into that, I'm sure, or at least questions asked as to why. And many people are already asking those questions. And with Carrie Lake being, I believe it was officially called that Carrie Lake lost uh, the race in... Let me... Uh, Double check. 
Yep. I was about to say, I was pretty certain that Carrie Lake lost the uh, election in Arizona, but still, even then. And then when you go to the House of uh, the Senate, you have Georgia here, which is a runoff, with Herschel Walker being predicted to win. All hope is not lost. Plus, with the Ukrainian war starting to wind down and Russia having a bulk of the territory, NATO getting fucking humbled, you love to see it. And Republicans sweeping all the local elections, charging through with the fucking Senate, House, and the governor races. Things are looking up if you're a Republican. I just chuckle at the fact that the Democrats are celebrating losing the midterms and the Democrat and the Republicans are crying about winning the midterms. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. We will continue to cover the story as it unfolds. Please tune in on YouTube at 8 o'clock for the new uh, episode of Chaircast tonight going live at 8. And it'll be up at, from 8 to midnight every night, Monday through Friday. All right, guys. Please like, share, and subscribe on any platform you're listening to. And stay tuned.